Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. Episode 136, Gangster Prayer. Today we're focusing on chapters 11 and 12. Yes. So chapter 11 is wrestling, not conceding. Fight the lie. God's not giving me a yes because I'm praying wrong. It is so easy sometimes to want to know you're doing it right. Yeah. What's the secret formula? Yeah. Tell me exactly what I need to do. And I feel like a lot of that's wrapped around time. Yeah. Selfishly, if I'm Mm -hmm. being honest with y'all. Will you just tell me the right way to do it so I can experience... So I can the, get the yes, the quickest. The quickest yes, mm. and not waste my time doing something wrong. And so, what's the shortcut? And sometimes, that's just it. There's yeah. no shortcut. You gotta, gotta be in it for the long haul. But we also know, too, that there are some um, Christian doctrines. Is doctrine even the right word? sure okay there's some legalistic points of view well that's where i was going okay we know that there are some uh denominations of christianity that uh have a more legalistic approach to the faith um including you know how churches ran um different sacraments what color the carpet's supposed to be yes prayer and including prayer So, again, we know we have a wide range of audience members with uh, different backgrounds. So, it is possible that you are coming to the topic of prayer not feeling like you're getting a lot out of it, possibly because it's memorized prayer that you've repeated and they're lackluster. Right, or you feel like you have to be in a certain room or in a certain position. Yeah, or wearing a certain thing or holding a certain thing. Uh, We would always say, go back. And read the Bible, and what does the Bible say, and what does Jesus model, and what what does it demonstrate or tell us how to pray? What are some examples? So again, always go back to the text. What does the text say? That's where we go from. Yeah. So she opens up the chapter with a story about her husband, which, man, I'm a sucker for, like, if I see a man crying, mm-hmm. or even in a movie or something, if the man is crying, it's over. I'm cr- I'm going to be bawling hysterically. So hearing what he went through and his struggles was really moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gives the disclaimer at the beginning that she shared with his full permission. Right. But I like that... Um, It was just a whole nother, again, look at how someone approached prayer. But she's able to look at it from the outside perspective and obviously having conversations with her husband. But ultimately, he wasn't delivered from something and until God wrestled it out of him. This whole, I really like this whole story because we haven't really touched on it yet. God led them to a decision. They made that decision knowing that's what God wanted them to do. And then it just goes sideways it turns bad it's not working out plans are falling through it's it's just all around bad 
And so then they're like, wait, did we, did we do this wrong? Did we take the wrong step? And then they went, no, no, no. And they went back and looked at the text and prayed about it. Like, no, that was the right decision. So what's up with this? And at the end of the story, you realize that God led them to this decision because he needed to work on Eddie, which is really interesting. So sometimes you're in a valley because God needs you to work on you so that you can get it together. And here we go. Yes. And Autumn says it best. She says, your spiritual growth is much more of a priority to God than your level of comfort. Oh, snap. And Say it again. all the nines said, oh. No. <laughs> but uh, comfort. Uh, I really like how one of these sections is called, let's get ready to rumble. It makes me think of jock jams. <laughs> yeah. Let's get, get ready, ready to rumble. Bam, 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 didn't you do episode throwbacks to I the jock absolutely jams? did. Dang. <laughs> Repost. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll get on that. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh, man. And is this the chapter where she talks about, is it Jacob? Yeah. Yes. And he literally wrestles with God, mm-hmm. which intimidating for sure. Yeah. Come here, you. And she points out, too, that sometimes it's hard to see our own weakness. I feel like we try to really challenge you guys in that area on this podcast constantly mm-hmm. having you go through self-reflection and then if you don't see it which I mean that gently but then having people or a community trusted advisors that you can go to um because it's somewhere my yeah. car man that check engine light keeps coming <laughs> off but then it goes away it's fine but then it comes on and then it goes away <laughs> Something's got to be wrong with it, but I just keep ignoring it. Stay tuned. You're going to call me. I'm like, it's it's your car, isn't it? I sure I'm on my way. am. <laughs> Anywho, um, so sometimes when God puts you in a situation, it could be that he's growing a part of you that you didn't even know was leaking. Yeah. <laughs> like... My guess can. I don't know. What's wrong with your car? Something's wrong. <laughs> we got to figure car. that out. Someone go look at her car, please. <laughs> uh, so the whole story of Jacob and Esau is really interesting for a lot of reasons. So we would encourage you to go back and read that in Genesis uh, 25-ish and then work from there. So Jacob is worried that his brother, for long story short, his brother's going to kill him. He is worried about that. And so he is wrestling with this whole situation about what do I do? What is going on? Yeah, because God clearly tells him to go back to the land that his brother is currently, like, running. But he hates me. And he's <laughs> he like, wants but to kill remember, me. he said, and it wasn't just a sibling thing, like, I hate you, I'm going to kill you. It's like, no, 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 he is definitely You took to. XYZ from me. Yeah, you will die. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, but he keeps moving forward in faith, which we've talked about before, is, like, taking action and keep moving forward. He was not suddenly, like, confident or brave. Well, I guess brave because he was scared of doing it anyways. Um, But just before he met with Esau, right, God Mm -hmm. ends up wrestling with Jacob. So I'm going to quote some of the book. God knows what he wants to produce in you. Then he will deliver you. Jacob was about to be delivered, not from what he thought was the threat of death, but from something that would damage his life much greater, something that needed to be removed on the inside of him. Yeah, I think... Um, one example, I mean, God didn't actually wrestle me and bust my hip, but (laughs) (laughs) no hips were hurt in this encounter. Yeah. So we, uh, me and Jacob got married 
got a starter house. It was great, fortunate to have um, our own home. Um, but we were ready to make our next purchase. Our family was growing, and we had looked, you know, for like a whole three weeks. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, but for you, that felt like a long time. Yes, and we found a house that we wanted to put an offer in, and this was before the house mar- housing market was crazy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we put an offer in, and we felt really good about it, and it was no, we didn't, we didn't get the house. So, turned out the next week, the same house, like floor plan, neighborhood, and everything became available, but it was like on this odd corner lot on a cul-de-sac kind of thing, so the yard was ginormous, mm-hmm. and so it was like, dang, God, I see you. Yeah. This is why you we didn't upgraded. get the first one. I'm sorry for all those things I said. <laughs> <laughs> I respectfully take those back. Please forgive me. And so I think, you know, we put in a stronger offer because we had the previous experience happen and we liked this one a whole lot more. Same thing, didn't get a house. Uh, so then there was this house that we never went to go look at. We just kind of wrote it off, even though it did check a lot of boxes. Uh, but we ended up going out there and finally looking at it because just nothing else was coming available. And it was... Uh, a fixer-upper, but my husband's able to do those things, but on lots of land, and we lived there for the next nine years, Yeah, and um, acquired more land around it, and like being able to sell that in the current market, um, I mean, we're able to live in a house that we never thought we'd be able to live in, so it's just crazy to think that, you know, we would have been fine in those houses, but God's plan almost a decade later, yeah, just seeing that come to fruition. Um, even in the first couple of years, it was already like more awesome than we thought it would be, mm-hmm. but seeing that it's still paying itself forward here, it's pretty neat to look back on. And I like that you have it's the power of reflection, you're able to go back and look at all of these no's that lined you up for the perfect yes, and not only did following God's plan there instead of like going in debt, offering more, or whatever. You followed God's plan, and now it is still paying off because of your yes that you said a decade ago. Mm -hmm. How cool is that? I mean, another example that just came to my mind, too, is uh, I fell in love with teaching, like, my first year. I was like, I'm doing this till I'm 85. Uh, I just thought I could do it forever. But by the third year, I wanted to quit. Um, but then there was a school district nearby that I heard great things about, and I just, you know, I did the thing you're not supposed to. I was like, okay, God, fine. I'm this miserable. I will apply, but if I don't get hired there, then I'm not teaching anymore. I'm not doing it anymore. (laughs) Yeah, you can't make me. Uh, (laughs) Yes, I can. And it is a unbelievable miracle that I got hired there. Let's just, I had three years of experience. I was also severely pregnant and due in August. <laughs> I know they can't not hire you for those reasons, but they could have had anyone they wanted. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they told me that they had 500 people apply for three jobs. Mm-hmm. So um, he said, fine, here you go. <laughs> and so, you know, it's there that I had lots of professional growth and experiences and eventually discovered the dyslexia world. And that's, again, sent me down this trajectory that, you know, here I was about to leave the profession forever and would have missed out on fulfilling this calling. So there's 
times where you want to quit or give up or get out of a situation or throw in the towel, and then he wrestles it out of you. You know what? I'm going to read this part of the book. Go for it. Yeah. God will allow you to... God will allow you to wrestle with him in prayer until a breakthrough happens in you. He's not in a hurry. Your character is more important than your request. Your surrender is more important than your answer from God. So, man, some days it's going to (laughs) hurt. Y'all, again, just kids. My kid wanted to go outside and play. Did I really want to go outside at the moment? No. I said you had to wear shoes and socks. They refused. I said, well, I will wait until uh-huh. you get your shoes and socks on and then we'll go out. And after some tantruming and realizing I really couldn't care less, they went and put their socks and shoes on and then they went outside. <laughs> they could have just done it the first time. Yeah. And gone outside. Man. But yeah. And how many times is God like, if you would just get your shoes and socks on, I can give you the thing you're asking for, but I need you to be ready. Because that, again, you said you wanted a cake, but you want to eat the batter right now. That's not cake. That's just gross batter. But you probably like that, Farron. Whatever. I'm not as big of a fan as the batter as I am the cookie dough. dough. Yeah, because it's a little too runny. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and there's no other way to say it besides what she said. So, Autumn, quote, quote by Autumn Miles, Gangster Prayer. What's the AMA, AMA format? APA? APA. There's MLA. God, MLA. MMA. We're fighting, so it's fine. The MMA format. So, whatever the verbal format is for that. Here we go. How often do we beg for deliverance from some outside force or circumstance when God knows he must first deliver us from what is inside of us? And most likely from something we cannot see. So I wrote out in the margins so I wouldn't Mm -hmm. forget. There's so many times that I pray to be delivered from stressful situations. Yeah. And when I read this, I was like, hey, stressful situations happen all the time. And guess what? They're never going away. Maybe. (laughs) Let's learn how to handle this better. Maybe I need to be better at handling the stress stress management so instead of praying to get rid of the stress uh, i need to just pivot and say god please help me be better at managing and handling mm-hmm. stress yes so again we've talked about a prayer challenge we did around countdown to thanksgiving break kind of and throughout this time i was praying specifically for something and then i was stressed about it and then all of a sudden, I talked to you, Farron, one day, and then I, on the way to go talk to my mom, again, power of community and being vulnerable, um, me and Jesus were talking, and out of the stress, I'm talking about all this stress, I feel like I'm just carrying it everywhere, and then, you know that verse that just happens to pop in your head, he's like, it's not yours to carry. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to give that to you, because your burden is light, why am I not doing that? <laughs> so then I was like, oh, this isn't mine to carry. You've got it. Why, why did I think that I was going to like just snap my fingers and it work? <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of what um, she mentions too, is that like when God wrestled with Jacob, it wasn't like a five-minute cage match. Right, right. <laughs> it was all night, all night. And it's not until you surrender that you really experience an answer a lot mm-hmm. of times or that peace that exceeds all understanding and so I know that sometimes the wrestling, when I'm talking to God, is playing the what-if game. Yes. Nine stressing out going to a six. 
Yes, the what if game. And so we've had this strategy before, like, okay, what if the worst thing happens? Mm -hmm. Tori just the other night was like, so in our new house, right, what if there's a fire here and a fire there and I can't do this and I don't have a cell phone? I see what you're doing there. Flip that one. You just want a cell phone. (laughs) And you know, it's impossible for her to like get out safely. And so Mm -hmm. I said, well, then you burn and you die. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Oh my God, mom!" Like I, that wasn't what Good I. Good thing you're a Christian girl. All right, <laughs> I'll see you up there. Yeah, I was like, "That's not what I was supposed to tell you." Like, then I will give you a cell phone, and you can call nine one one, and then you will burn up and die. If you're not trying to get out. <laughs> yeah, it was just funny. Like I wasn't gonna play the what if game. Yeah, let's cut to the chase. Worst case scenario, and I think Paul talks about it too, where he's like. You know, I'm in this prison, but, you know, if they kill me, great. I'm going to go hang out with Jesus. Okay, go see Jesus. Do it. I dare you. (laughs) So, either way. Um, So, yeah, if you're playing the what-if game, you know, check yourself. Yeah, and again, what's the worst, worst, worst that could happen? And then speak the truth into it. And if God takes care of the birds and feeds them, he's going to take care of you, the one he created in his own image. First to lean on. I'll I'll post it somewhere once I find exactly where it's from. (laughs) Ultimately, God is bigger than your fear. It's okay to be afraid. We talked about that earlier, too. So go catch the last couple episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, But focusing your attention to God being bigger than your fear. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, he's more concerned about your character than he is about your comfort. And that's something that I'm going to just repeat to myself. Over and and that's that's good. Sometimes you just need to have those go tos. Like yours, that might be for you in this season. So find whatever it is for you that you need to just put on repeat and go from there. Mine lately has been Philippians four eight, like to think on these such things, whatever is true and noble and pure and so that's been super helpful as well. Um, Something fun fact about Brooke: I have horrible nightmares. It sucks. That's, there's just no other way around it. So I have to constantly make sure I can immediately go to that verse and just think on those things. And I have my people, so I I text you guys. I'm like, hey, CG, this happened again. And I'm sure y'all are like, ugh, again. And then y'all will pray for me. So thanks. Because a lot of it is I need y'all to pray for me because my mind is trying to capture the constant bombarding of the thoughts of what I was dreaming last night mm-hmm. so yeah yeah um you know the whole saying that it's not the it's the journey not the destination it's the climb as oh old miley girl was saying <laughs> so again i think when you see people in the faith that you admire and they've been through stuff and that's part of what makes them admirable is they came out the other side and you're like how is your faith so strong and it's like it's the product of what they, they went through. Yeah. And so just, it kind of goes without saying, but the wrestling prayer, uh, wrestling through things with God is what strengthens your faith. I think some people avoid wrestling with God because they worry that means they lack faith. Yeah. Yeah. First but, Peter, oh, sorry. No, go for it. First Peter 1 7 talks about how we're going to be refined by fire. So a lot of times that means that is the trial. It's to sanctify you and draw you closer to God. So keep that in mind. Not necessarily a fun verse. Sometimes I joke to myself like, I'm a Philippians 4-8 girl living in a First Peter 1-7 world. Well, that's 
here we go. <laughs> I'm in the fire, but I'm going to be thinking on these things. And sometimes you have to realize that sometimes a sense of humor is the way to go. Mm-hmm. So what you might need to do is start, again, praying for your heart or your mindset um, as opposed to the circumstances. So mm-hmm. like I shared earlier, instead of praying for the circumstances to change and magically never feel stressed ever again, instead, how can I better handle situations when I do experience all the stress? For sure. Have those verses handy. Challenge to change? Let's do it. All right. All right, what have you been wrestling with the Lord about? Surrender that thing now. Right now. Um, I'll go back to the nightmare stuff. Uh, I feel like I'm pretty dang good at the whole mindset thing, seeing how we've been actively, (laughs) deliberately practicing this for over three years now. So uh, I guess a way that crazy thoughts could enter my head would be when I'm unconscious and I can't, like, consciously like hey no that's a lie (laughs) so I think that is something that is just a constant battle but I have things set in place for when it does happen I can immediately try to shut those negative thoughts down um yeah that's good that's some good stuff oh now it's my turn to read you a question Ooh, think about those secret places in your life that you don't allow the lord to work in what is the lord trying to wrestle out of you that's a really personal question. You don't have to answer on the air. <laughs> but see. that's a good thing for like anyone to think of. So I like how she phrased it, those secret places. Like, what is that thing right now that nobody knows about? Is it a porn addiction? Is it you drink too much? Is it you like to gossip or you're manipulating a situation? I mean, there could be, I mean, you name it, name the sin, name your vice. But what is that secret thing where you're like, I feel like I can't tell anybody about this. And that's probably the thing that you need to get wrestled out of you. When you said secret place, I started thinking of like where I hide to eat the snacks in the pantry <laughs> so the kids don't hear the crinkle of the wrapper. No, I something surface level that I think I can just, or, you know, share. Share on the air. Share on the air. Not to say, I don't know. There's not, I'm not perfect, but there's not. Luckily, I'm not struggling with any crazy things right now, but maybe you'll think this is crazy. Uh, justifying, like, it's even hard for me to say, justifying laziness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I do, in fact, feel exhausted. I do, in fact, feel like I need the rest. But also wondering, do I really? Would I probably be fine without it? That kind of thing. Mm, yeah. And so I don't ask God if I should rest or not. <laughs> I just go ahead. I I assume it's a yes. <laughs> you said rest. <laughs> rest in me, Farron. Not in yourself Ooh. taking a nap. <laughs> I am praying in the pro... Come on, finish it. Pro straight <laughs> position. <laughs> We're not in saying my that bed. word anymore. We're not saying that word anymore. <laughs> Prostrate. I think you said it wrong. No, prostate. (laughs) There. Made you say it. Difference. (laughs) Look it up. (laughs) Don't really. Okay. So, chapter 12. Yes, good segue. Scared, not shaken. (laughs) Fight the lie. I'm doomed already, so there's no point in praying. Ugh, that's back to like the whole God's gonna do it anyway, so. But. 
Doomed, man. That's that's pretty intense. That's an intense feeling. I feel like Enneagram fours get it. They're yep. like, finally, mm-hmm. my chapter, <laughs> chapter twelve, Enneagram four. Yes. Well, remember, uh, God would not make you want to feel doomed. Right. I feel like every chapter you could start off with, okay, if you're feeling this feeling, first of all, it's valid, or it probably wouldn't have made it in the book, right? So people have felt this before. It's a lot of, I feel like, when you're in your weak moment, giving mm-hmm. up, ready to give up. Everyone's mm-hmm. had those quitting moments. Um, but God doesn't make you want to feel doomed. Yeah, he's so. a God of hope. In fact, so many times he mentions hope, so fear, and he tells us to not fear 365 times in the Bible, and once a day. Mm-hmm. So something that we haven't touched on, well, maybe a little bit, but we're going to go a little bit deeper into it this chapter is prayer and fasting. So fasting is whenever you restrain yourself from something. So a lot of people are like, I'm not going to starve myself. That's not what we're saying. So fasting for me, okay, I'll give an example of a time that I fasted. So I wasn't sure where I was going to go to college because in, I guess, April or May, I decided, hey, I think I am going to go play soccer. (laughs) Who's still available? So we took one weekend and me and my parents we went to all of the places that had offers and it we were looking for remember our stupid prayer fair and mm-hmm. we were like I just need a really obvious sign because I need to make the right choice and I don't want to be out of alignment so just please make it really obvious and we went to one school and it was pouring rain there and we're like man that's a bummer that this is raining and then we went to another school. It was raining there. I'm like, what? what? This is Okay, maybe this is a trend we're seeing. Go to another school. It was pouring rain there, and I threw up in the locker room. Oh I don't, yeah, gosh. I don't know why. Like, I, I don't know. It's like, well, I guess this is definitely not the place for me. And then our very last place we stopped, because it was on our giant loop all the way from Arkansas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, and back. And the last stop was Austin College, and it was cloudy, we're like, oh my gosh, it's going to rain at every single one of these places, so let's have our umbrellas ready. Did not rain at all. And so we're like, oh, well that was easy. Um, Let's just make sure that's solidified and confirmed. And we took the next 24 hours to abstain from food and just have water. So we ate a big meal that night, and then the very next night we ate a big meal. But throughout that whole 24-hour period, anytime we got hungry, that's when we would intentionally pray about is this the right decision guide us to the right place and we talked with jesus about it and then there you go yeah that's just an example that is a great example i will tell you that um i have not fasted before but since reading the book i keep planning to and then i hear about fasting and i'm like oh yeah i was gonna do that um so i can't wait I'll update you guys on the podcast after yeah, I do. Yeah, that'll be fun. But if you guys missed it, on episode 110, we interviewed Pierre Cannings. Mm-hmm. He's a pastor from Houston, Texas area, and he talks a lot about fasting as well. So we're going to keep talking about it here. But um, I did have a student once ask me about fasting, and I knew the family, and like we go to church together. Mm-hmm. So, But she, there was... There are some other students that were fasting for um, their religion for a different holiday, and she just was appalled that someone would ever go without eating. <laughs> yeah. A second grader, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why Snacks. would you not? 
eat. I don't, uh, that makes no sense. And so um, I explained it this way. Uh, I explained it as you're not going to forget to eat. Mm-hmm. And to which she was like, yeah, that's my point. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but, you know, like, how often do you maybe forget to pray? Mm-hmm. And she was like, well. And I was like, so when you go without eating, your your stomach gets hungry, your body gets hungry. And so that's your cue to remind you to pray. And then she kind of was like, oh, okay, I get it. And then. I don't know. I always told my students, you can live for three minutes without air, three days without water, and three weeks without food. I don't know how accurate that is. But when, like, they just went, we just stopped and got water, and they come in, and then it's like we're doing an activity they don't like, and they're like, can I go get a drink of water? No. But I'm thirsty. And Suck so, it up. By the end of the year, I would just hold up three fingers, almost like Hunger Games style. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and some kid would go, you can live with for three days without water. So, mm-hmm. anyways, that's really funny. <laughs> There's my little fasting story for you. So I like how Autumn brings up that you need to pray to remind yourself of who God is. So during these times of fasting, whenever you're praying over whether it's a decision like God, I know you're good. I know you want me to fulfill a purpose. I know you have a plan for me. I know you want me to take the right steps. I mean, you know all these things about God, so you can even start your prayers like that. I love that she gave us these steps, because while we said before, there's not a formula or a right way or a, it must sound like this, I'm also like, if I'm new to something, can you give me some guidelines? Mm -hmm. Can you give me a teacher's, right? Mm -hmm. Can you give me that sentence starter and I'll just fill in the blanks? Yeah. That'd be great. So it is a good starting point. And so like you said, it starts off with asking, God, are you not like... But that's all like biblical, mm-hmm. like the reverse question thing. What it is saying instead is, God, I know you are. And then she lists out, like you said, creator, savior, provider, sustainer. So starting with the truth and saying it out loud reminds you of who God is, who mm-hmm. his character really is. Because yeah. the enemy probably up until this point has tried to convince you of the opposite. So then she also says, did you not, which we've harped on a lot, is like, God, this is who you are. I know this because you've done this in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Evidence. Yep. And then lastly, will you not? So in other Mm -hmm. words, why would I not have faith that you wouldn't come through? Or, you know, I believe that you will blank. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about these steps, it's Autumn Miles didn't make this up. It's in the Bible. So she t- she tells the whole story about King Jehoshaphat, and he calls a, a fast throughout the nation because uh, they were in some trouble. And Just so, a little bit. So the way he is praying, uh, she goes verse by verse. He says, Are you not God in the heavens? Did you not, O our God, drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people of Israel and give it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? Will you not judge them? So, again, it's like the, you are this. You have done this, and you will do this. Mm-hmm. So, not like, you will do this, but like, these are things that you're going to do, because re- referring back to the, you're a good God, you're a good giver of gifts, you are going to guide us, you are going to lead the way. And in an earlier episode in this series, we talked about um, starting with Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So, praying as if God is already answering answering what you're asking for. So, the whole, will you 
not in other words I know you will mm-hmm. so that's where that comes from and in the section I underlined she put weak prayers don't usually produce strong results yeah if you lift small you'll stay small I just think if my kids if we're going through the store and they're like I like that purse over there we're just gonna keep going right mm-hmm. <laughs> but if they're like oh my gosh I saw this my friend has this I really want one I have money at home my birthday's coming up can you please get this for me I mean they're selling me on this right mm-hmm. so again it's not like you got to convince God right but the idea of having a stronger request well what does that reflect that well, re- that's your approach your humble approach to this it's a humble approach and it also shows uh, act stepping out in faith mm-hmm. stepping out in confidence in God and what he can do for you. So, um, again, again, what he can do for you, you cannot do it. That yeah. pride has to be taken away from you. So you got to get rid of that. Not a weak prayer as to say, again, praying wrong, mm-hmm. but all back to the foundation. Is your foundation of prayer built on faith or doubt? Oh, she brings up the point of the Pharisee in you. Mm-hmm. So do you have any made-up rules for, like, what is in your circle, what you can control or what you can do or what's God's responsibility or how you can trick or convince or persuade God, any made-up rules. So Mark Batterson talks a lot about pray like it depends on God but work like it depends on you. So that doesn't mean I'm just going to pray and then sit on my butt, not do anything. But That also means like I'm not going to try to do everything on my own because obviously I can't do anything with God, without God. So I think it's that having, once I read it again, phrased that way, that helped me think about like, it's not a checklist. I can't go boom, 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 boom. Where's my stuff? Like that's not how this works. Because clearly if I tried to do that, that's a pride issue thinking that, oh, I can, I can do this myself. I can get this on my own. I can make the money or get the thing or do the stuff all because of me, because of the hard work. Yeah. Hearing you say that, I think helped me put into words what I was thinking in my own experience is I used to think that I needed to try to do it all on my own first and then go to God right like I thought that's how it had mm-hmm. how it was supposed to be um but what I've learned since then is I do need to work at it and do the things but include God from the beginning yeah even before starting a new opportunity mm-hmm. um checking in with God I can make that decision on my own, and I might even happen to make the right one. Right. But what if I make the wrong one? It would be better if. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or if I choose the right path but go at it with the wrong Mm -hmm. part, that's not going to produce the fruit it could have. Mm -hmm. So at the end end of the story, where is this? Genesis? Second Chronicles. (laughs) So in Second Chronicles, the whole story about King Jehoshaphat, again, all the verses are pulled in here, so make sure you get your copy of the book, or just read your Bible. So, uh, actually, read your Bible, and then also get her book, and then read that after you read your Bible. So, King Jehoshaphat, God still tells them that, hey, you need to suit up and show up. So, mm-hmm. it's not just like, hey, we're going to pray about it, talk to God about it, and not go face the army. Like, no, no, we're going to still suit up, we're going to still be brave, we're going to still get out there. You're not going to have to fight, though. And the story talks about how, again, read Read your Bible, because I am paraphrasing. He has the enemy turn on itself, and that's how they ended up winning the war. In some unex- not unexplainable, God did it, but 
they still had to suit up and show up for it. Yeah, so one of the people that were going out to battle told the troops, Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours but God's. So, again, encouraging people to show up for the fight, but ultimately knowing that the battle belonged to God. And so Autumn talks about redirecting your fear. So we've kind of talked about this in other chapters too. What's your reaction? So when you get bad news or when you are praying for a blessing, but here, when you are scared, what do you do with your fear? Mm -hmm. And so when you feel fear, you can redirect it through prayer. So I'm just going to read this because she says it great. Fear is a dangerous leader and will cause you to make decisions. <laughs> Fear is a dangerous leader and will cause you to make decisions that are way too safe, which will give the enemy the advantage. Mm-hmm. Mm. Their fear could have caused them to run, which would have led to victory for the enemy. Mm-hmm. So had they not gone out to face the enemy, because what ends up happening is. Um, God creates confusion on their end, and they think that they're being attacked from someone. Like they got flanked. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the same team. And so then they don't know who's a good guy or who's a bad guy, and they basically fight and kill each other mm-hmm. to the death. Well, and if you if you haven't watched war movies like Braveheart or Gladiator or anything like that, whenever you are feeling fearful and you're showing up to a battle, you're not going to just walk out of there with zero armor on. You're gonna to have to suit up, and that's where Ephesians comes in as well. Like you need to, you need to arm yourself with the armor of God, and that's when you step up. That's all I was gonna say about that. Oh, I was loving this pep talk still. <laughs> and remember, when it comes to the armor of God, you have two things to fight with, and that's prayer and the Word of God. So, mm-hmm. um, besides prayer, when you feel scared, I would get into the Scripture, whether that's in the car turning on worship music. It's so awesome uh, the more you read in scripture that you're like, wait, those are the lyrics to that song uh, I listened yeah. to. So if you're like weird, huh? needing to like ease into that, yeah. turn on some worship music and you don't realize it, but a lot of it is mm-hmm. actually straight from scripture. Yeah. Challenge to change? Challenge to change. Changes! <laughs> Hadn't done that yet. <laughs> no, that's surprising that it took this long. Oh, that's too bad. We're going to have to go back and save us on every other one. Oh. Okay, what is the source of the fear that you are feeling? I, I like this whole concept anyway because you're having to boil it down, boil it down, boil it down. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this in multiple episodes. You, as a human, are innately born with two fears. Fear of falling fear of loud noises everything else has been learned Hmm. mine as a people pleaser is what others will think Mm -hmm. and mostly letting down those people closest to me Mm -hmm. i mean if a stranger on the internet said something mean bad troll i mean that would suck but it's the people's opinions that i value most like letting them down Mm -hmm. so let's just take that fear of letting people down let's boil it down okay The people you love and care about the most, are they going to love and care about you regardless of a failure you have? Maybe. (laughs) The answer is yes. (laughs) Yes, we're going to love you regardless. But at the same time, who's got your back this whole time and who never fails you and is on the championingest, winningest (laughs) team? Jesus. 
Yes, that's true. It always goes back to um, fulfilling his calling and doing what he asks and pleasing him Mm -hmm. and not the people here. Yeah. What about you? What's the question? What is the source of the fear that you are feeling? Mm. Okay, so I've been wrestling with this. Not Jacob style. My hips feel okay. But... Not your Jacob. Jacob in the Bible. I was going to say, why are you talking about my husband's hips? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, Jacob, are your hips hurting right now? (laughs) Anyway. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, so I don't know where I was even going with that. (laughs) Oh, so after prayer and journaling and discussion with wise counsel, I think I've boiled it down to I have this, I didn't realize I was such a control freak. I knew that like. Enneagram 1s like to control things, but I didn't know how much this had snuck in to where I thought I could make a situation a certain way. And that's very interesting how, again, like, that's not yours to bear, not yours to carry kind of thing. So after boiling it down and then doing, like, what's the worst that could happen? Okay, guess what? God still got me. We're going to be all right. I still win. Yes, you are a winner. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. If you're a Christian, hear it today. You're a winner. (laughs) Shall I get some chicken? Mmm, sure. Babe's chicken. Okay, deal. For real. (laughs) (laughs) Date night with Farron. Sounds fun. It's a good way to end it. Alright, see y'all next week. Bye. We help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful lives. We love providing our Christian-based personal growth podcast to our listeners at no cost. If you are enjoying the content, please consider supporting our mission by donating to our Patreon. We're a small team creating the show for our community by researching, recording, and producing the episodes ourselves. Any amount is greatly appreciated. Your support will help offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you can receive exclusive access. For more details on specific membership tiers, visit our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash witty and gritty. We've included the link in the show notes.